And as at the time he assumed position as king, there was war in Israel. Israel was a divided state. So we have the northern Israel and the southern Israel. So Israel was a divided state. And King Hezekiah was the king of was the king of Judah. Now the Bible or theologians say that, or the Bible also says that around that time, the king of Assyria wanted to wanted to raid Israel or Judah and conquer it. Hallelujah. Now King Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, what made God remember King Hezekiah and spared him the extra 15 years was because of what he did. Now when he became king, he made sure that the worship of God was like, um, it became like a law. It became like a law. So if you are in the state, the, the state of Judah, nobody can worship any other God except Yahweh Most High. That was what he did. And he made sure that everybody complied to the, to the law. Like what Nebuchadnezzar did when he came, when he conquered the Israelites. He created a golden calf and made a law that everybody at the sound of this music, everybody should bow down to this golden image. Sort of like, yeah, something like that. That's what King Hezekiah did for God's people. So in a way, he was fighting for God's kingdom. Hallelujah. He was fighting for God's kingdom. Now the Bible says, after reigning for a period of four years, he fell ill. And for someone who had for someone who had done a good job, I asked myself, why did why did God or why did God come and tell him that prepare yourself for you are about to die? Why did God come to King Hezekiah and tell him, put your house in order? For you are about to die. If you receive, if someone tells you, put your house together, it simply means prepare yourself. Prepare yourself because something is coming. Something beyond your control is coming. The spirit of death and illness was knocking at the door of King Hezekiah. And God said surprisingly, through his prophet Isaiah. Put your house in order, for you are about to die. So, my question was, if God did not cause him to fall ill, then why did God, why was God going to allow him to die? Sometimes, God allows us to go through a period of illness or wilderness. Hallelujah. So sometimes, so if you are going through a situation, if you are sick, or you are having difficulties, financial challenges, sometimes God allows it to happen. An example is um, there was a blind man in the book of the, in the New Testament, there was a story of a blind man and Jesus, they asked, they asked Jesus, 
What sin did this man commit? What sin did this man commit? For he or did his parents commit for him to be blind? And he said, His parents have not committed any sin, but he is blind for the glory of the Lord to be revealed. Hallelujah. So sometimes God allows us to go through a period of illness. You have come into your university. First two weeks and you're already confused. It is a period of illness. Hallelujah. You've come to school. First two weeks, you're already broke. You don't know where your next amount is coming from. For some of us, our period of illness is about to come. When I entered into the university, I was perfectly fine. I didn't know that a period of illness or a certain kind of a certain kind of wilderness is coming. Now God allows he allows like what happened to Job. He allows for some of us to go through a period of illness or what we usually call the wilderness experience. Everybody will go through the wilderness experience. It is something that has been programmed. Jesus Christ went through it. Moses had his encounter. Elisha, Elijah, they all went through a period of wilderness. For some of us, it will be in the university. For some of us, it will be earlier on in our lives. For some of us, it was when we were growing up. We didn't have a father. We didn't have a mother. Our parents, some of our parents, or some of us were even orphans. Some of I know a friend who slept on the street since he was a child. It was his period of wilderness. Hallelujah. Now, the reason why God allows us to go through our period of wilderness is, number one, to reveal to us our purpose. Judges chapter 11 verse 1 verse 1 judges chapter 11 verse 1 now the bible talks about a man called jephthah now jephthah was born to a prostitute so because his mother was a prostitute jephthah the gileadite was a mighty warrior his father was gilead his mother was a prostitute. Verse 2. Gilead's wife also bore him sons. And when they were growing up, they drove Jephthah away. You are not going to get any inheritance in our family, they said, because you are the son of another woman. It is okay to be different. It is very okay if people say, Oh, you are not nice, so I don't want you as my friend. It is very okay if you like this guy or you like this girl, and the person says, oh, you are not my type, so I don't like. There is nothing wrong if your roommates are ordering food and all you can do is cook rice. There is nothing wrong. It is okay. Tell your neighbor, it is okay. It is okay. God is preparing something better for you. Hallelujah. Now the Bible continues on to say, Jephthah was kicked out of his father's house 
And he lived in a land called the land of Tob. So when he was there, a group of men, the Bible specifically states, a group of worthless men came to him and said, be our leader. They just came to him. Let's say, um, you are walking on the street and someone comes to you. Oh, Adipa, be my leader. I, I just like you. Be my leader. That was the situation in which Top found himself. Somebody who had been rejected by his family. A group of worthless men came to him and said, be our leader. So, Jephthah agreed. He said, okay. Then they became a group of men called raiders. What raiders do is that they invade towns, small, small towns, steal their possessions, like they raid. I know your intelligence, so you understand. They raid. What they do is that, if you watch, if you watch a movie like um, Vikings, how many of you have watched Vikings before? What the Vikings used to do, they go to England and go and attack the cities and take their treasure from them. That is the kind of man Jephthah became. Now, he became so good a raider that it got to a point the city or Israel was under siege. They were about to be attacked by the Ammonites. And the Bible says the, the, the chiefs of Israel went into the land of Tob and told Jephthah, come and lead us into war. Somebody who had been rejected. Somebody who somebody said, because you are different, we don't like you again. It was the same person, the same person, and the same group of people who came to him. I don't know about you, but I have been rejected before. I don't know about you, but I have been broke before. The same people who told me that you you don't know anything. I don't want you in my project group. Those same people, one day, they will come back and look for you. Those same people, the people that rejected you, one day, one day, they will come back and look for you. Now, the reason why I used this example was because in Hebrew, the meaning of top, the land of top, means good. Jephthah had been sacked or rejected into a land called good. His wilderness was good. He was in a place called good and it was in that place that he discovered his purpose as a leader. So sometimes God allows us to enter into a period of wilderness to be able to discover our purpose. And it is good. It is good that you don't have money all the time. It is good. That's when you sit behind a book. You don't always understand. It is good. It is good that you are still single. It is good. It is good. It is only in situations of chaos 
and disorder that God can manifest himself so it is good it is good to be sick sometimes because if you are not sick how will God manifest his power of healing it is good tell your neighbor it is good in times of difficulty it is good now another reason why it is good to be in a period of wilderness is because it is a place of preparation it is in the land of top through a group of raids that was how Jephthah learned how to better his warrior skills it is when you don't understand what you learn that is when you learn how to research that is when you learn how to ask people for things i know a friend if no matter what he does if he doesn't understand you will never ask anybody you will never ask anybody because it feels like it is an indictment on his pride it is an indictment on his pride so if you fail you fail preparation preparation we have come to school and for some of us from big churches we don't always get the opportunity to do what we are doing if I'm in a hifie I I don't know when I'll get the opportunity to preach to any group of people but this is my wilderness period my period of preparation hallelujah so it is good to be in a period of preparation because it helps you I it is good to be in a period of wilderness or illness because it it builds you it is in places like this that you learn how to wake up at dawn and learn it is in school that you learn how to save money it is in school that you learn how to make new friends how to identify okay this person doesn't like this as a wise person i will not do this so that this person will not be offended if you are at home you be in your room sleeping and watching tv how will you learn all these things hallelujah are you enjoying the message so far tell your neighbor it is good is this a good am i preaching well is this a good message it is good it is good hallelujah now sometimes opportunities present themselves when jephthah was called to become to come and lead the people in war because he had discovered his purpose and because he was prepared he struck a bargain with them and he said if he wants me the person rejected to lead you if i win i will become your king sometimes because of petty petty situations that we find ourselves in it gives us it it presents certain kinds of opportunities to us for example being the organizing secretary if were, if it wasn't for the the stress involved the fact that sometimes people come late and so many receiving so many calls it presented an opportunity for me to learn how to be patient sometimes you can call me and i just vex like i just vex but you still here oh hello how are you it is an opportunity to be patient so take advantage of it's not take advantage of some of the tell the challenges you face if you have an issue in class 
it is an opportunity for you to learn without the opportunity of difficulty or without the situation of difficulty how will you get the opportunity to learn hallelujah hallelujah so circumstances or the period of illness presents an opportunity king hezekiah was presented a choice put your house in order and die or pray so that leads me to so king hezekiah decided to pray an opportunity or a situation was presented before him and he was confronted with an opportunity if what i have done delights the lord then let me pray per adventure he will listen to me and truly truly god really listened to him god added 15 additional years to his life i pray that anytime you pray god will listen to your prayers no matter how difficult you find yourself in if you if only you open up your heart you open up your mouth and seek the face of the lord you will find him the bible says if you seek me you will find me so i pray for you that anytime you pray anytime you put a request before the lord the altar of our father will grant your heart desire amen why must we prepare ourselves please give me first peter chapter 4 verse 7 Why must we prepare ourselves? The end of all things is near. Therefore be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Why must we put ourselves together? Why must we prepare ourselves? Because challenges are coming. Difficult times are coming. Life is not all icy cup and meat bread. Difficult times are coming. <laughs> Difficult times are coming. The Bible says the end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. We must prepare ourselves because the evil days are coming periods of confusion difficulty the semester has just begun you have not seen anything yet freshers you have not seen anything yet now they are canceling class oh it's nice you are happy and all it will get to a point class will not be canceled you will be going 6 to 8 monday to friday and there will be so much stress school is not as easy as we think you will learn and learn and learn you know that i have put in effort but still when the exams comes hey difficult times are coming so it is important that we prepare ourselves let me take advantage of this opportunity to prepare you and tell you that despite all your adventures christ is coming again Christ is coming again whether you are ready or not he is coming and at this point in our life it is so serious that if you don't take care he can come now like that is how serious it is according 
according to the, the Bible, as at the time Peter said this, he was so sure that Christ was coming at that moment. Please, take advantage of the little time you have. Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. Do what is right. If you read the verse 2, verse 3, it will tell you, above all things, love each other unconditionally. Love each other. This is the time to call your brother, oh, have you eaten? Oh, I have food. Come for some. This is the time. This is the time. This is the time that you should call you should call a brother oh today i was just checking up on you how are you doing is everything fine today last during the week i called a couple of people and they all reported sick imagine i didn't call them this is the time we need we need to take advantage of this time to prepare ourselves for the coming of christ because he is coming this is the time we need to be winning souls how many of us have ever have ever won a soul before? This is serious. How many of us have prayed for a brother before? How many of us have been prayed for by a brother before? Those who have been prayed for, we are more than those who have prayed for. This is the time we need to prepare ourselves. This is the time we need to spend time with God. Spend time with God. Spend time on His Word. This is the time we need the Holy Spirit the most. Because anything can happen at any time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, in all your seeking, seek ye the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Hallelujah. And all other things shall be added unto it. Say, all other things shall be added unto it. How to prepare yourself. Or how to put your house in order. Number one, prayer. Please give me the main text. Isaiah chapter 38, verse 2. Isaiah chapter 38, verse 2. How to prepare yourself. Number one, prayer. Somebody, everybody say, prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. We have heard so many messages about prayer, so I don't want to go too much into it. But this is a very good example of how, how King Hezekiah prepared himself. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. This is the time that when things are getting difficult, it is not your friends that you call first. When things are getting, when things are difficult, just turn your face to the wall and pray. You don't need to always wait till midnight and do all night. It can be as simple as, Oh Heavenly Father, I am going through this. I'm having difficulties with this. Please help me. The Bible says, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed. He didn't even wait. Immediately he heard it. I, I, I want to picture 
the fact that he was he was lying on a sick bed. He was lying on a sick bed. Nearly he heard the news from prophet Isaiah. He just got up from the bed and turned to the wall. The wall is a is a is a symbolizes um it is in this sense it symbolizes um, intimacy. For example, when you go to Israel, there's a place called the Wailing Wall. All they do on that wall is to pray. Because they believe that if they pray on that wall, God will hear them. The reason being that it is one of the walls that was erected when King Solomon built the temple. So they believe that they believe that um, if if we pray to the wall, it is it is a part of the it's a part of the temple, a remains, one of the remains of the temple. So if we pray on the wall, God will hear us. Hallelujah. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in prayer. Prayer is not always rababu rababi. Spend time in prayer. Prayer is not always one hour, two hours. It can be as, as valuable as 30 seconds. Spend time in prayer. Oh, Father, oh God, I'm having this challenge. Please help me. Amen. Simple. Sometimes prayer has been made to look like some very difficult... How many of you agree? Sometimes you feel like to pray is some extremely, extremely like difficult work. Like I need to wake up at dawn or go to parade grounds and be there for one hour and be walking around shadabo, shadabe, shadabo before God will hear you. It is good. It is good. But you need to learn how to pray. I, I don't believe that. I, I personally believe that. When King Hezekiah prayed this prayer, he didn't even open his mouth. I honestly believe he prayed it in his heart because the bitterness, and he said to God in the verse 3, Remember me, O Lord. Look at all that I have done. Remember me, O God. Such prayers, if they don't come from the heart, they need to come from the heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please give me verse 7. That takes me to my second point. How to prepare yourself. God will show you a sign after you have prayed. God will show you a sign. And the Bible says, after King Hezekiah had prayed, Isaiah chapter 38 verse 7, and this is the sign to you from the Lord, that the Lord will do this thing which he has spoken. Now the actual sign, God gave him two signs. God told him, gave him a, God gave him prophecy. Then he asked God, show me a sign that all these things that you have done, all these things that you have done, they shall come to pass. So I'll not die as he said. I'll be alive and they will come to pass. So God said to him that, so there was, in ancient, in ancient times, they used to have a certain kind of clock. It's called the Amorite something something. It's like blocks of, it's like staircases in tents. In tents. So what happens is that when the sun is up and a shadow falls on it, 
So if the shadow sometimes the shadow falls on the staircase and it keeps so as the sun keeps shifting. Do you understand? As the sun keeps shifting. So if the sun shifts to this side, the shadow will be on this side. Those who have done visual arts before. You you understand where the light and shadow principle comes from. So God said, This is the sign I will show you. I will let the shadow come back ten steps. Now being a physicist, this event is simply, simply impossible. In actual fact, what God was saying was that I will cause the earth. This is a sign. A sign. This is a sign. Not a miracle. A sign. I will cause the earth to stop. Tilt backwards a number of degrees so that the sun will shift back. This is a sign. A sign. Being a physicist, this event is impossible. There is no way inside that this event can ever occur or can be explained. Are you getting me? That is how much God takes your prayer to heart. So much so that he's able to tilt the earth, the entire planet, a few degrees just for you to be happy. He has not even done it, so he just said it. That's how much God takes you to heart. That's how much God values your time with him. That's how much God, that is how much God, God enjoys your presence. That's how much God loves you. Amen. Amen. The third point, take a step. Take a step. It is not enough that the word has come. It is not enough that the word has come. You need to make a move. Now the Bible says, after the word has had come, Isaiah told the prophet, gather some figs and some materials and apply it on your boils. And they will go. And they will go. So, does that mean all this while, Isaiah knew the solution to his problems? The Bible didn't say, and the Lord said to Isaiah, tell him that, do this, do this, do this, do this. His step of faith. He took a step and he prayed. He took a step. He took a step. If you see that going to the library is not enough, go to your friend. If you see that this topic I don't understand, ask somebody. If you need help, talk to someone. If you are struggling with a situation, pray about it. Do something. Hallelujah. Do something. I have a friend. If he's going through a situation, he'll just freeze. He'll be there. He'll be on his bed 24-7. He will not do anything. And he'll be watching time pass. And eventually things get worse and get worse until they over him. Hallelujah. Take a step. Make a move. It is very important that we make a move. King Hezekiah made a move. A physical move by turning himself to the wall. And a spiritual move by prayer. Make a move. Hallelujah. Please, do we understand? In the laws of physics, according to Newton, if a body is stationary, 
right? Newton's first law. If a body or second law, one of them. First law, Newton's first law. If a body is stationary, it will continue to be at its position unless an external force is applied. So there has to be an external force. That is why we come to church. To receive that external force. That is why we worship. So that God will move for us in situations that we cannot move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is taking a step of faith. Amen. Now my final point. Seek godly counsel. King Hezekiah asked Isaiah, what should I do? Isaiah, I believe when everything happened, Isaiah was there. At the time King, King Hezekiah was praying and all, Isaiah was still around. Assuming Isaiah wasn't around, how would he have known that apply this ingredient, apply this ingredient, apply this ingredient, and you will be made whole? Seek godly counsel. That is why we have the presidency. That's where we have executives. It doesn't, sometimes, you know some of your friends, some of your friends, you know that, oh, this person is a godly person. There is nothing wrong with seeking godly counsel. If you know, oh, I'm having challenges with praying, talk to a friend. Oh, please, I'm having challenges with praying. Can you wake me up 5 o'clock in the morning or 6 o'clock to pray 10 minutes or 15 minutes? Seek godly counsel. This is where the the word of God comes into relevance. We need to study the word. We need to know what God is saying. We really need to know what God is saying. Especially in difficult times. Because you'll be tempted to do what you want. Or you'll be tempted to listen outside of God's will. That's why it is even more important that you pay attention to the Holy Spirit. Spend more time with God. Know what God is saying. Seek godly counsel. That is why we have pastors. That's why we have executives. If you have issues, go to them. They can help you. If you don't have money, come to me. I can help you. Talk to me. I will help you. If you don't, if you are hungry, come to my room. You eat. Seek godly counsel. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to prepare ourselves, put our houses together. Because when I was preparing the message, the Lord, the Lord said to me, tell my people to put their hearts together because I am coming. I want to come and dwell in their hearts. By prayer, you open your heart to God to come and dwell in it. By spending time with the word, you open your heart to God. You prepare yourself. You prepare yourself. Hallelujah. We want to bow down our heads shortly for a word of prayer. We want to tell God, Oh God, help me to put myself together. I am a mess. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I am confused. This university that I have come, four years have passed, then I still know the seat of. 
so God, Heavenly Father, I need your help. 